Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined as always by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you? Doing very well. I had the I had the privilege of going to my brother's college graduation this weekend. Oh hell excited, yeah! And got back on the uh, the the bus, the city to city bus. Something I missed so much during yeah. Quarantine. And I didn't know that you <laughs> you enjoy that m- mode of transportation. That's that's you. That's your comfort zone. Yeah, I walk in, they're just like, Mr. McNamara, you're back. I'm <laughs> very excited about it. But I, did, I got to go. I went to Massachusetts. I went to my college for the first time since I'd been there. I'd only been there once in like the 10 years in between, so it was very exciting. But I had the fun experience of uh, seeing at, a, at the party after uh, drunk Boston moms, who are an, an incredible breed of people. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a beer pong game going on between four of the college students and one of the Boston moms kept uh, flashing her cleavage and going, yeah, I'll show my tits if it helps my kid win. Oh and, my God. <laughs> it was something like I'd never seen in my life. So that was very exciting. That is um, pure trash. I love it. That's great. <laughs> oh man. That's uh, that'll be a fun therapy moment for that kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, let's bring in our guest for so yeah, excited. I'm one of our favorite uh, comedians. Hold on. I got a nickname for him. Oh, the king of twerk, Adam Burke. <laughs> That's actually my mother's maiden name. So. <laughs> I'll twerk if it helps my son win beer pong. <laughs> I love your what, what were your two? You're uh, you're the king of snarkness or the lord of snarkness? The, uh, prince. the prince. of snarkness. He, the He's prince waiting for snark- the king to die so that he can I, take the throne. <laughs> I just love the I just love the notion that you would have those nicknames unironically. <laughs> 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 I just love the idea of you calling yourself that in high school. I think that should be uh you should tour and just drop your actual name. You don't need Tommy McNamara anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's out. I think Prince of Snarkness and people will show up wearing like devil's clothes and stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> Adam, have you been uh you've been getting back into stand up? You've been able to perform live again? Yeah, yeah. We've been yeah, been slowly like knocking the rust off and doing some shows. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Is how's New York? Is New York? New yeah, it happened. Cooking, it felt baby. like both slowly and very quickly. But yeah. <laughs> it was like, it seems like it's almost almost in full swing at this point. It's crazy. It awesome. basically is. Yeah, it's insane. I just got an email that the sellers are moving the plexiglass. They're just, just going to be, we're just doing it like it used to be now. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. People yeah. are acting like shitheads again. It's like we're back. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Going like to to Manhattan and just seeing people being insane, you're like, oh yeah, we're just fully back. <laughs> Although I will say, the first time I went to the city during the pandemic, we like 
uh, I we like biked to the city and we were like gonna uh, walk on uh, this this like trail that's in the city or whatever. And it was we saw people like dressed to the nines, like going out clothes, and we were like, "What the right, fuck right. are these people doing? <laughs> like, where is there to even go?" It was insane. I love I love that it's just a different social strata where someone's going. It's been ages since I've been to a ball. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are uh, we're very excited for our topic today. It's very funny that you you feed into my. I had a huge misconception about the band we're talking about. The band is Faith No More, and because the only two people I know who are big fans of Faith No More. Where we're an ex-Londoner named Mark Geary who runs Lincoln Lodge in Adam Burke, who was from Northern Ireland. So I was like, oh, they must be from the UK. Yeah. I was sure <laughs> of it. And they are not. No, but right. no more. No. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're a bit like uh they're they're sort of like the Bill Hicks of of late 80s alternative rock in that they oh that's my dog, by the way. My dog's a fan also. Um, uh prove it. They um, I think that's no, a stolen dog. <laughs> Shut up back there. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they, um, yeah, they were sort of, I, was, I mean, I was just, you know, reacquainting myself with some facts too, but yeah, they were, and I'm always surprised too that they weren't really, I guess they weren't as big in America as they were like overseas. They were just, and mm-hmm. I, I think they, um, they sort of got nudged out of the slot that they were vying for by maybe Chili Peppers. I think you know, like they were very, very similar kind of vibe, and you know they're both kind of Southern California bands and very mm-hmm. kind of like just like embracing their weirdness. And mm-hmm. I feel like they, I think in America they've always felt like it also runs to Chili Peppers, but I think they were just doing something completely different. That's interesting that you say that because they hate each other, uh, the Chili <laughs> yeah, Peppers apparently. and Faith No More, uh, Mike Patton. Uh, in in the book, according to this thing I was reading in uh, the book, by the way, from Anthony Kiedis, which I haven't read. I've read Scar Tissue. I'm wondering if they fucked up the title or if there's two different autobiographies. <laughs> um, in that book, uh, it says that uh, Mike pa- the Kiedis was like very much accused. He said it was like looking in a mirror to watch Mike Patton perform, and that he was just doing all of his stuff, and that uh, the drummer. What was it? It was something about uh, my drummer was saying he might have to kidnap Patton, shave his hair uh, off and cut off one of his feet just so he'll be forced to find a style of his own. And then (laughs) that pissed off, uh, that pissed Patton off, obviously. And so uh, his other band, Mr. Bungle, retaliated by dressing as the Chili Peppers and parodying the band during a Halloween show in 99, (laughs) adding offensive lyrics to their renditions of Give It Away under the bridge i know how how could they <laughs> sacrilege lyrics oh no <laughs> but they they made they I like think did... the lyrics are already pretty offensive <laughs> stop, stop glorifying heroin you <laughs> but they uh yeah they it sounds like they like tried to like dirty weird al uh these songs and it and uh then they got kicked off of a a festival because of it because uh Kiedis requested they threatened to not perform if that band got to play as well because they were I didn't so realize pissed. they hated each other that much. Yeah, they, this feels like a very um, 90s thing. Do you, does, do you guys miss, like, bands having feuds? Like, it's like, I feel like that's gone away. Like, Arcade Fire aren't routinely pissed at Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, if Bell and Sebastian wants to get in that fight, good luck. Because there's... <laughs> you're you're gonna get, yeah, you're outnumbered so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's um 
Yeah, you, I guess you don't. I feel like you don't hear as much about it. I mean, rap. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but not. Yeah, uh, yeah not like alt rock uh, feuds. Yeah. <laughs> but they used to. I mean, I guess you know that's because there used to be like a music press where they actually used to be able to make money. Right. So I feel like that was you know that makes sense to kind of make up all that. I was I was reading something about about that too, where Flea was like. I had no idea that we we were supposed to be having a feud with them. <laughs> That's amazing. You know who is doing it? Like, I feel like some people are doing it. Like, I mean, Katy Perry and uh, Taylor Swift. Like, that was a big one. But it's right, like, it's it's right. not the rock stuff though. It's not I a guess. rock. Yeah. Right. Right. Just a so were you one. were you still in uh, the UK when you became a fan, or had you already moved to America? No, I was. Th- yeah. So this like late '80s. I think late '80s. I sort of was became aware of that song. Uh, we care a lot which was like which was mm-hmm. with their old singer um and then like we you know round about you know 89 or something is when we got um you know we got mtv where we were living in london and i saw like that out that that video epic which you know mm-hmm. it's considered to be their one hit over here but mm-hmm. and that that kind of blew my mind and it was so fucking stupid because i was like i like saw mike Patton. i was like oh it was so weird. And I was like, Oh, I want to be that guy. <laughs> and I was like, and I looked nothing like him and all that. But he like to me, like literally what I thought was daring about Mike Patton is that he wore a shirt that had like Jackson Pollock splats over it. And I was like, <laughs> Wow, this guy's from Mars. You know what I mean? <laughs> like because like North London was like so gray and drab and shit, you know what I mean? Like I literally went to a school where we were a school uniform. So he looked like fucking he was like he was my Abby Hoffman. That's Just any funny. color was yeah. <laughs> any color. I know. I know. Wait, white and red and blue on the same shirt. This guy's about to take he's about to take down the government. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of him because I hadn't seen what he looked like before. He looks like he could be on like uh the the game or whatever like or the what is it the uh the, oh, the pickup artist yeah the pickup artist that's yeah. what I'm looking for yeah. yeah it looks like he could be in the pickup artist he looks like a guy who dresses like that and like his facial hair is like that but <laughs> he I'm went sure. through some looks he went through he had a look a later look where he was like a movie star look but yeah he was a good looking guy I think yeah but uh but that's not what I liked about them too I just like that they were they're very odd. But um, my brother actually got the album, The Real Thing. And I like, and this is this is how old I am. I was like, I, I like stole his cassette of that and would listen to it on a Walkman while I did my paper route. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I know. That you know, is I, an old-ass story. Day. That's so funny. What's that? That is an, you're right. That's an old-ass story an old <laughs> on ass my story. paper route. I was doing, if you tell people you had a paper right, you may as well tell them, tell them you were a chimney sweep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I so remember. Duly defeated Truman, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I remember my sister had an affair with the milkman, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Our entire family was in delivery based jobs. <laughs> Well, let's uh, while we go through and talk about the band, let's let's play the early music first. I yeah, would say. you already um, named one of the songs, so I feel like uh, we should we should go ahead and listen to the one that you play or you you mentioned. That's the older one, right? We, we care, we a, care lot. a lot. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've got um, right I would say we should start this one at like two twenty because that is the part I found uh, okay. the most fun of this song. Okie dokie. Yeah. 
something about that uh, when he says the garbage pail kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the song was originally just him saying, "This is 1986 over and over, <laughs> and over again." <laughs> <laughs> but it's so that's funny to me too that like Anthony Kiedis is like he stole my style. It's like. There's kind of only one way for a white man to dance to that kind of music. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like, you're going to do that quasi running man step. You're going to bang your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I picked that one just because I, I want to do just a little, because they changed, because that was their original singer, Chuck Mosley, who apparently had a lot of like, you know, he was, he was under the bridge. He was on top of the bridge. He was like <laughs> all over the bridge, but he, he had issues, but like, I feel like that sound is so like Southern California, 1986. And like, if you see the video mm. too about it, it's like, you know what I mean? They're, they're, you know, if they had a flag, it would be neon. You know, it, it's just very day glow. Um, guys who, guys who wanted to look like surfers, but were probably all like, would all drown if they tried. To um, yeah, they were since they're like making fun of like Live Aid and stuff, and it is yeah, I do like making fun of like the schmaltzy yeah. stuff the music industry was doing at that point. So it is very funny, and I like yeah, 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 yeah. And I kind of like that too. It's like making fun of um, mainstream pop stuff, but also like a sound that would <laughs> become kind of sort of mainstreamish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It, it, I don't know if we want to get into this yet, but I, I, I do think that I what I do like about them, I think their sound is like, I think they're very experimental and they do a lot of things with their sound, but it's so like iconic. And there's no one who sounds quite like them, but they did um, they did inspire a lot of shitty bands. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they're a great band that everybody took the wrong lessons from. <laughs> who do you, who are you referencing when you say that? Well, I mean, not to offend anyone, but like I know that like Corn, Papa Roach, Limp Biscuit, all these people (laughs) were like they heard it's like oh let's do let's do rock and rap together. And what's funny is like there's a couple of Faith No More songs where he kind of, but he doesn't really even sort of rap. There's a couple of there's a couple of songs, but they I think they they sort of accidentally laid down the blueprint for that. Yeah, (laughs) they would they called it rap. Mosley called it rap, where he said that he was like the Beastie Boys were uh, rapping over I think pop and uh, what did he say that uh, that uh, Chili Peppers were rapping over something else that wasn't rock, and then he was like, "We are the first ones to rap over rock." Uh, which i don't know if that's true but that's what he says yeah and it's also i mean he also like bless him couldn't sing (laughs) so (laughs) which is which had to have hurt too because you know they when they replaced him they replaced him with mike Patton, who i don't know if you know is like one of the most versatile singers yeah like like around (laughs) and it's like chuck we're going to go in a slightly different direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two, the only um, two songs I knew, it, just because I heard them on the radio all the time, on like XRT and Q101, where I knew Epic um, and I knew Easy, and it always confused me that it was the same band. <laughs> I was always right. like, that's a typo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because he could, yeah, because Mike Patton, when you get into the Mike Patton years, there's a guy who could legitimately like croon if he wanted to. Yeah. But also, like, likes to do weird screaming. <laughs> like satanic fart noise <laughs> <laughs> vocalization 
I, I, and the other thing is too, like it's interesting that you said that those are the two songs that you knew. And the reason I I can I I mentioned this to you uh, a little back about like I was curious if anyone had ever done them because it is that thing where they were bigger overseas. And the, what reminded me is that I was listening to I listened to this BBC radio station uh, like online, and they're always this one show is always playing Faith No More, and people are always requesting it. And it's like not even those two songs, like deep cut yeah. album like stuff. And it's like it's so crazy to me that there was a time where like Faith No More was just massive in Europe. And then people will be like, oh, the guys who did Epic, right? And easy. Yeah, the one-hit <laughs> yeah. wonders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, they're considered one-hit wonders in America, but like not elsewhere. Yeah. Wild. Uh, should we go ahead and hear another song? Yeah. Let's hear. Uh, let's go with the uh, from. I'll just go in the order that you sent them in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Here's from Out of Nowhere. found it it was driving me nuts i couldn't figure out where i knew that song from and then i just found it where did um, you know it from a so, film or something? so it is in uh there's a cover of this on the soundtrack for the 2012 superhero film want to guess it no 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 well man of steel no 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 bigger it's, than that bigger than that bigger than is it avengers age of ultron it's it's the Avengers. It the was Avengers. The, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, it feels and, like some Joss Whedon shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew it from the video game Madden NFL 2005. Oh, there you go. Because I was, it was driving me crazy. Because I was like, I don't know who the hell this is. Like I, I when I listened to it, I was like, oh, when you sent Faith No More over, I had no idea who they were. And then I realized yeah. I knew Epic and I knew this song. And I was, I, I think- didn't know why I knew this song, and this is why. Isn't there like there's definitely a category of of American bands that are both big in Europe and big on video game soundtracks? Like hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right where their level is. And not a bad place to be either. No, well, no, that not, seems like nice. Yeah. No, not bad at all. I was about but, to say yeah, Jet, sorry. but then I realized they're not American. <laughs> Well, what do you think? Yeah, I'm curious what you guys think of this because 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 that album is pretty poppy. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty accessible compared to like where they would go. But that album's like um, I, I I know like I know the record label was like oh you know at least thought they had at least three hits off of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's so funny because they sound they can sound so different song to song. Where it's like that one almost feels like a Coheed and Cabria song at certain yeah. points. Where it's like the other one. I mean, it's just totally different. But I do like that one a lot. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. And I did, I really like his voice, even though it seems like it's a million different voices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I do. Yeah, yeah he's very... he's an odd guy. Yeah, he's I, a very I, odd guy. I I was gonna say I like his voice in spite of I don't think that I like him. I don't know just based <laughs> on the stories I'm reading. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, sorry, go ahead, Adam. No, I was just going to say, and I swear I, I'll stop obsessing over this because I hadn't heard the, I didn't realize the depth of the Anthony Kiedis thing. And I will say in Mike Patton's defense, I don't think he has ever once sung the word California into a microphone. We in America, we need people to say where they're from yeah. in every song. Yeah. And that's how we can remember. How many times has he used California, I wonder? Because there's obviously Californication. There's Danny California. Danny California, yeah. Uh, California, rest <laughs> in peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he there's seems like the be guy more. that when you meet him, he shakes your hand and says, "California." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he seems like a good guy, and I like him. Anyway, uh, no. <laughs> I like his music, and I like him. Um, now, uh, let's let's keep this uh, music trainer rolling, though. Uh, next song we have here is the cowboy song. All right, here it is. I thought I'd put a deep cut in for Baker Moorhead. I do love that bass sound they yeah. get, and I know that uh, that's another way they could be compared to the Chili Peppers, but it's not like slap. It's just the way, I don't know, something about that tone is so cool. Yeah, yeah, they're, it's, they're, their rhythm section is, is so, like, distinctive. Um, again, like, do, do, when you do these, do people have a really hard time getting it down to six songs? Sometimes, and then other people will send us four songs and go, oh, I didn't read what you said at all. Um, and then some people can... just ignore uh, the prompt and give and just send us anything that comes to mind. Send us nine <laughs> yeah. songs. Yeah, because just what uh, Tommy said is just the thing where I, I think, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what his fans like, like about them, but I think they like, that album, which this is a, an off take off of that epic, uh, the real thing album, it was pretty commercial, but it was like a, it was pretty weird for a commercial album. You know what I mean? Like the, they mm -hmm. looked weird. Their lyrics were kind of weird. And then what I kind of liked about them is that they were like, not weird enough. And like, <laughs> they just kind of, and they, and they kept, they almost sort of like, um, and I, I think it is weird, weird that we're doing this dichotomy, but I think it also makes a lot of sense. Like I think they went where Chili Peppers went. Oh, let's, you know, let's, we don't need to have a song about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on every album. Right? Uh, 
I think they, that's where they went wrong, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it should have just been the entire starting line. Every, every one of them deserves a song, <laughs> even guys who rode the bench all year. <laughs> right, right. But Derek I Fisher <laughs> is <laughs> Uh, and, and, yeah. and and Anthony, where is that uh, team based? Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> and don't even get me started on the Clippers. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's uh, that's a good time. There's not enough songs that include the line "Don't even get me started." <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's like put upon while singing a song he wrote. Yeah. That sounds like it, that sounds like that should be a Fleetwood Mac lyric. Yep, <laughs> that's great. Don't even get me started on Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was just thinking about Fleetwood Mac because I'm trying to. Uh, this is so briefly related that I'm only going to say uh, this will be a quick aside, but I was trying to think of a way to get into this joke about, uh, that about feeling old. And I was like, what if I just went up and started singing? I'm getting older too. <laughs> Um, which is like a beautiful line, but when you just look at it on paper, it's dumb as hell. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) We're all getting older. Um, Anyway, uh, I want to go through before, like now that we're halfway through this uh, playlist, I, I found this list of uh, fun facts about, um, about this (laughs) band that usually when you read these, fun facts they're not fun at all they suck right. uh this like is the drummer one. died yep <laughs> fun oh, fact cool. number two um yeah this one uh is actually fun where it's uh there's so many insane ones well this one's just interesting so uh before they ever made it into the studio courtney love was a faith no more vocalist in the early right. 80s faith no more right. keyboardist uh roddy bottom uh dave mm-hmm. uh dated love and maintained a friendship with her after she was kicked out of the band in 83 he's pictured wearing a whole t-shirt uh on the sleeve of faith no more's 93 album angel dust that's a h-o-l-e not like an entire t-shirt yeah it's a whole t-shirt <laughs> he wore a whole t-shirt <laughs> he, li- he liked her that much fellas you know when you were out of the club you wear a whole t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. This is one of my favorite. This is truly just a fun fact. Guitarist Jim Martin left the band in 1993. Do you know why, Adam? Yeah, I, I think I read this quote. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it, is it about what he thought of the album Angel Dust? Is it that one? That is not it. It's okay. that, uh, it's much more whimsical. It's that, uh, he left the band in 1993 so he could concentrate on growing championship pumpkins. <laughs> he turned pro in 2000. One of Jim's 500 kilogram monsters won first prize in a Californian contest in 2007. The big the big pumpkins website includes Jim and a list of California's best pumpkin growers. Martin says he bought a packet of giant pumpkin seeds in a hardware store in 93 before he became hooked after learning radical <laughs> techniques and implemented them with amazing results that's just a nice way to say like 
sometimes you lose your mind, but it's in a good way. <laughs> like some people like lose it to drugs and alcohol and stuff. But this guy is just like, yeah, I'm just going to grow pumpkins. And I'm hey, hooked. Jim, 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 what are you up to since you left the bed? Smashing pumpkins. Oh, you joined smashing pumpkins. No, I grow. Smashing I grow. Pumpkins. And then I see they're smashing. <laughs> oh, we spend a lot of time in Europe. I talk like that. <laughs> that's so good um yeah there's the thing about the chili peppers in here that part's great uh this made me laugh where that so they toured with uh billy idol robert plant lenny kravitz and poison it's so weird right such a strange mix of artists that (laughs) that toured with them and uh um, about uh about let the led zeppelin front man robert plant they said um super sweet really supportive a fan of ours and a legend it was flattering that he wanted to take us on tour one day we rode with him in the back of a pickup truck in some weird city and stopped and had drinks at a gay bar that kind of blew my mind <laughs> that's the end of the quote that's not a good story at all <laughs> well they they are one of the few faith Moore is one of the few like hard rock bands to have an openly gay member um, oh that's oh, right yeah um, which is that keyboard player who dated Courtney Love? Is that right? <laughs> Weirdly, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. wild. Who, that's who, like, yeah, whose who's name uh, completely unconnected to anything. Roddy, is Roddy Bottom. Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, when apparently when Jim Martin actually when he left, one one of the quotes they said when he left after Angel Dust, he called that album gay disco. Yes, and <laughs> and if you've heard the album, it's clear that. <laughs> Jim Martin has never been to a disco. Ah. <laughs> he didn't That's realize so his keyboard funny. player was gay. <laughs> That's really funny. Gay no drag show. <laughs> um, let's see. There was a, oh, this one's another, this is about keyboardist Roddy Bottom. Uh, so this is kind of like the pumpkin one. Uh, it's that he is apparently a competitive squash player and trains at the Los Angeles Athletic Co- Club. And he's quoted as saying, it's kind of sexy. <laughs> a weird thing to say about uh, playing squash. So squash, pumpkins, if you leave Faith No More, it's got to be somehow <laughs> related to tuberous plants. <laughs> uh, let's see here. There was at least, uh, there's one more that I have to read. Okay. This one's pretty gross. You might want to close your ears here, Tommy. Um <laughs> So, as the lyrics to King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime's Cuckoo for Kaka suggest, Mike Patton had an early 90s thing for obscene toilet humor. As well as drinking his own urine from his boot on stage in London in 93, he also enjoyed what he called shit terrorism. Which I think is could also just be terrorism. Like if if somebody's putting shit on, like abusing you with shit, you're not like, wait, is this shit terrorism? Uh, yeah. For a second, I mean, for, you almost hope it's just bad terrorism. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's like lazy. I was, I was a real shit terrorist. <laughs> so some of his pranks included pooing in an orange juice container destined for Axl Rose and pushing a pushing a ball of this one pisses me off so much it's uh pushing a ball of poo into a hotel hair dryer so that the next guest to dry their Ugh. hair would get hot shit in their face ain't that rock and roll that's him saying that no it sucks 
that sucks, man. And there's this thing where when you use a hotel, like everybody's like, don't use anything. Don't use the coffee maker. People piss on the coffee maker and jizz on the uh, hairdryer or whatever. And I'm always like, who would do that? And then you read that and you're like, God damn it. I can't use anything in the hotel. At least you have an answer now. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be rhetorical, but now you can put a name to hey, that. I think Biden needs to come out against this. Shit terrorism <laughs> will not be tolerated. <laughs> And if he doesn't, I'm re- I'm revoking my my vote. Um, I was gonna say I almost I was gonna say when he goes ain't that rock and roll I like imagined asking Chuck Berry that, but then I thought Chuck Berry actually probably would think that was rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of him him shitting in a uh, like a hair dryer and then like calling like somebody sees him doing it and calls their cousin like hey I heard you were looking for rock and roll well listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> just a hairdryer with shit on it. Mike um, Patton was like, you know, I tried shitting on those hair dryers. I realized it was much easier if I turned it off first. <laughs> uh, all right, that concludes the disgusting part of the show, and let's uh, let's hear some more music here. Next song on the playlist is "Land of Sunshine." I thought you were just going to say that is terrible. That is music. Uh, um, the first comment on this song is, I love Faith No More and LOL, so do my mom. <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> I would like that on a whole t-shirt, please. Um, the, I think the lyrics of that, I, I think I'm right, said the lyrics of that are just a um, Scientology questionnaire. It's uh, so they're yeah. from a fortune cookie from fortune cookie messages uh, he had collected and an entry exam to join the Church of Scientology. Yep, <laughs> and I was starting to get convinced by the end of it. Yeah, I saw Tommy. <laughs> I'm, like, All right, I'm in. <laughs> Tommy was looking stuff up. He was. Uh, he was, the album didn't sell out well, but the Church of Scientology did very well. <laughs> Damn it! I couldn't. I can't remember the Scientology like God's name or whatever. It's oh, Elon like Hubbard. No, I was trying to think of that. Like, that's aren't they? Don't they all get into a spaceship? Oh, Zenu, Zenu, that's it. I was trying to pull Zenu. Zenu, we got to get Zenu on here. <laughs> I I know it's it's it was it's 
this is hard picking six songs because I, I that album I think is that a lot of people, a lot of festival fans, like that, like if they if they had to pick one, they would pick the Angel Dust album. Mm-hmm. And like I almost feel like I didn't even pick the weirdest song. Like they start getting really weird on that one. Mm-hmm. Like they have a song called Crack Hitler, which is like nuts. But the whole album kind of holds together. And like I know this bit isn't gonna be very funny, but like I think what I like about Faith and More, kind of like what you know, actually you sort of summed it up perfectly. Uh, Tom, that they're a band that is both into pumpkins and the shitting into hair dryers. Like they are, like I think their music is like very beautiful and like got lots of strings mm-hmm. and stuff in it, but it's also got like a lot of dirty, like grungy guitar in it at the same time. And they like I kind of like that they're always pulling into yeah different directions. Like the the cover of Angel Dust is a swan on mm-hmm. a lake. Yeah, and then the back and then the back cover is a meat processing plant. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and I think, and I think that's like, I think that's like, you know, if ever a band like summed them, their sound up, yeah, perfect. <laughs> I think that's kind of what they're like. This is a creepy ass cover too. The the swan on it really creeps me out. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. It's just a creepy. The I don't know. It's just I. You know. I think it's because it looks like it's at night or something. It's like a night swan. I don't know. Now, just... now imagine that same graphic, but now the title of the album is "Gay Disco." Now I see. Now I'm in. Now I'm all in. Uh, the next song I am really excited to play. It's uh, Star AD, and it's of course about the star of the Lakers, Anthony Davis. Let's hear. <laughs> let's let's hear Star AD. that song a lot of people think that song is about kurt cobain um, because of the lyric uh and uh when you die you'll become something worse than dead you'll become a legend um i yeah i like that one that you know what that one reminds me of and i haven't seen them compared to this band yet but it's kind of goes in the same vein with some of the stuff we were talking about but that one reminded me a lot of incubus that sounded like a right. straight up Incubus song, and in fact, right. I think that they owe Incubus some cash because they clearly. <laughs> you know, someone's gonna not know you were kidding. I know, and yeah. I'm gonna get you a shitty right tweet. Now. Yeah, <laughs> mm, Incubus I, I, came later. 
I think I did. I think I remember the first time I saw Incubus. I was like, hold on. <laughs> More like succubus. Uh, so. I love the dog heckles you. The dog was into it. Okay, that, yeah. Yeah, that was I, the dog going, don't do it to him, Adam. <laughs> don't do it to him. Big Incubus fan, the dog. There's a great, um, I was reading, so the critics hated this album um, when it came out. And there was... Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, King for an Egg for, for a Lifetime? Yes. So this yeah. was the last album before they had, uh, they broke up. I mean, they yeah. got back together later, obviously. But before they broke up, and uh, this is what Pitchfork said, which with a lot of old Pitchfork reviews. Wait, is this for King for a Day or uh, Album of the Year? Because I think they did one more and then they broke up. Oh, this is for Album of the Year. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't choose any songs off Album of the Year. <laughs> oh, oh, so they're different? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're the same on the... They're in the same Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> this shows the kind of amazing research we can do. On <laughs> but this was something they said about album of the year, which is uh, it leaves one feeling like you're waking up and finding last night's used condom. Sure, the ride was fun while it lasted, but what remains is just plain icky, and you definitely don't want it in your CD player. Well, see, they've never tried spinning uh, <laughs> an old used condom. You throw it in there, it plays... Uh, <laughs> It plays yeah, beautiful also, baby music. Also, a used condom in a CD player totally sounds like a Mike Patton prank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's really funny. By the way, I like the album art uh, for this one way more. This one's really cool. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The I got that angry album. looking dog with the cop. That's great. I got the album free at college. Ooh, was I, the, is, I, that, that, is that like uh, how you two did it? If you just went to college back in the day, <laughs> you just got this album immediately in your yeah. uh, <clears throat> syllabus. I think there. I think yeah. There, I went to some like nightclub, and then the DJ was just handing them out, and, and I, I was really crestfallen because nobody else wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> did you really before funny. we get to our last night? Did you ever see them, Adam? Did you ever see? Uh, Paper I Mark? did. Um, I've seen them three times. The second time I saw them was on that Guns N' Roses tour. I saw them in Wembley wow. Stadium, um, opening for Guns N' Roses. The, um, the line, here's the lineup. Of, the lineup of the Guns N' Roses. Wembley Stadium show was Soundgarden, Faith No More, Guns N' Roses. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. That and would be first, almost... Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead go. Sorry, go ahead. No, no mine was stupid. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. No, no, no. Please. You <laughs> go ahead. What I was going to say was stupid. My first proper concert was also Guns N' Roses at Wembley Stadium, and it was um, uh, Nine Inch Nails. Skid Row, Guns N' Roses. Wow. And then, and then yeah. But um, And I got to see them my girlfriend very kindly bought me tickets to see them a few years ago. Uh, they did a tour in 2015, and that, uh, here in here in Chicago, they're um, at a at a venue, and it was so funny because it was like it was almost like you couldn't get in if you weren't a balding white guy with a black t-shirt. On. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the, it was, it was forty. What was funny was it was forty three year old guys, and I hope. Uh, I hope they had brought their daughters because there were a group of young women. <laughs> it was like a group of young women like nervously holding like Cosmos uh, <laughs> next to this group of like middle-aged fuckers trying to get like the slowest mosh pit. <laughs> um, but they were great. I mean, I, I think that and if they're playing right for this year, I think they're really good live. Oh, nice. Wembley. It must have been so cool for them to play the same place as the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> the most dumbass American. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's, that's, uh, 
Jacksonville East. Huh? The hoop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was the same level of confusion at those two events. All right, let's hear the last song, and then we have uh, some comments to get to. So here is the song, Motherfucker. About the star of the, Le- the Lakers, uh, LeBron James. <laughs> about to let that win. <laughs> oh, shit. Perfect. <laughs> All right, I'm going to skip forward. Promoted in an ode to pomp and style. Moisten in the feed while we choke upon the bile. Cornering the market on the geese without the bones. Hushing out the public in a strike without a drone. The cage became collapsible. I'm regretting this choice. It's about to make it a bad choice. This was the only one I outright did. I hated this. (laughs) But we're going to hear it. I at least wanted it to get to the part that didn't uh, suck. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that one, that definitely feels like the band's gotten back into the studio after oh, a decade off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you got, Mike? <laughs> well, the other day I was trying to get this motherfucker on the phone. I could yeah. talk about that. I couldn't. I had a problem with my cable bill, and uh, <laughs> I had to wait for hours. So yeah. that's my Sorry main to any thing. Actual fans of Faith the Moral who could think of a much better suggestion than for number that's six. Really but, but I, I like that you went to... chronological. For you sure. get the whole span. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's the playlist. But before we get into all that, um. Oh shit. Uh. We have to hear from the peanut gallery, and uh, <laughs> con- considering we put this all together in about uh, you know forty five minutes or whatever, people had more comments than I was expecting. So first off, we go to the Patreon. By the way, join the Patreon. Three dollars a month gets you bonus episodes every friggin' week, and also you get uh, guaranteed your comments to be read on the podcast. So first comment is from James Buntrock. He says. Loved their hit Epic in the late 80s. Listened to it a lot, although I was slightly traumatized by the music video watching that poor fish suffocate. That's another uh, fun fact. Is uh, Bjork claims that that was her fish. So they <laughs> they don't seem to corroborate it with it, but, uh, you know. It, that's, uh, such a, yeah. well, that's a great Bjork claim. I, I, yeah. mean, I bet she just, like, I bet it's not that her fish went missing. I bet she just thought she recognized that fish. <laughs> <laughs> she claimed she like was gifted it and then happened to bring it with her to this their party or something and then they ended up using it or Dude, something. It's that's confusing. on you, Bjork. That's a very <laughs> quit bringing your fish around. <laughs> that's not a pet that needs a leash. Uh, all right, Toby Bro- Braithwaite says, uh, "What a choice! Absolutely love Faith No More. Midlife Crisis sounds as good today as it did twenty years ago. Epic as the Chef's Kiss of diss tracks." And with Superhero in 2015, they proved they totally still got it. Mike Patton has to uh, have the most distinctive voice in rock. Legends. All right. 
Tyler Kirby says Mike Patton was a collaborator and provided backing vocals on Bjork's mostly acapella album Medulla back in 2004, specifically the track Where's the Line. Incredible album and Patton sounds like a frog on that song, but in a good way. <laughs> I like that. I like how that frog sounds. Um, Tim most Cl- most oh, anyway. amphibious music I don't care for. But... Uh, Tim Claridge <laughs> says, Faith No More makes music for people that ride bicycles on the highway. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Dalton Luttrell writes, This video of Mike Patton is an all-timer. It's a YouTube video. I'm going to click the link so I can read the title for you guys, but then we, we don't have time to listen to it. It's Mike Patton Moments Number 4 dash Shut the Fuck Up from 2011. So, Oh, it is pretty quick. Maybe I can just play a second of it. That is wild. He's in the middle of singing, they're screaming at him, and he, um, he just he's singing this very pretty song, and then he just flips this lady off and goes, "Shut the fuck up!" It's so violent. That's great. Uh, all right, thank you, sir. Okay, that was Dalton Latrell. Thank you. Gutter Car says, um, "Oh, here we go." Uh, oh, here we go. Newish Patreon member. Well, welcome. Uh, first time commenting. Wanted to be sure I got the vibe before chiming in. Faith No More's epic first dropped when I was in high school. Combined with discovering Red Hot Chili Peppers, I thought this rap slash sing rock hybrid style was fun. Plus, I could sort of sing along despite being totally tone deaf. The song with Booyah, uh, Tribe on the Judgment Night soundtrack was amazing. All right. Thank you. Good. Hey, you fit right in, gutter car. Well done. Uh, and last one on here is Andy Jaworski. Says, great band with a varied and interesting sound. They inspired a lot of terrible rap rock and new metal, but they also inspired the best of the genre. Uh, their song, Gentle Art of Making Enemies, is basically the DNA that makes up the Deftones, System of a Down, and Incubus. Uh, a truly one of a kind who still puts on a killer live show. Nice. There it is. Somebody did make the Incubus uh, yeah. connection. Uh, I agree. I agree on the system of the down thing. That is a mm-hmm. good band, but I think that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, Tommy, we getting you on Twitter? Uh, I'll just read one since we're running out of time. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, Brad Chester said, "Epic. The epic video is perfect as a historical document. Incredible encapsulation of how bad music and culture were at the time. Complete with them <laughs> killing Bjork's fish at the end. <laughs> that was very funny. Amazing. Uh, I'll just read a couple here. We got a lot on Facebook. Uh, Jesus." This is crazy. Somebody said, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, Dan Mendenhall says, everything Mike P- Patton touches is gold. Well, some of it's brown, Dan. Um, <laughs> um, Jeff Lewis says, saw them open for Billy Idol in the early 90s at Deer Creek. Nice. Uh, ben Frazier says, an amazing band that birthed many less amazing bands. Yep, yep, yep. A lot of, a lot of Mike Patton love on here. Uh, Nick Scott Silverstein says, I had an ex-girlfriend say she didn't think we would last because of how much she disliked Faith no more. (laughs) Also, I was doing an in-ring wrestling promo one night and people kept yelling over me, so I flopped on the floor like a fish like Mike Patton when they'd play Epic Live until they stopped yelling. All right, buddy. Um, 
Very good. Uh, Jeffrey McDonald says, I adore them. Every album is worthwhile, including the ones after Jim Martin. I never got to see them on their original run, but the reunion shows were incredible. They are responsible for a lot of crap new metal that came in their wake, but I don't blame them for that. Very cool. And, uh, you know, I think we gotta, we gotta stop, uh, reading them. So if you're, hey, get on the Patreon, people, if you want it guaranteed to be read, because, uh, we, we run out of time here. So, uh, we got to wrap this thing up. So we, it's time for us to rate the playlist out of six and, uh, I'll just go ahead and take a whack at it. Why not? Um, let me see here. Is somebody no honking? <laughs> <laughs> no That's, you know who that is? That's Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess what his plates say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> California. <laughs> That's so funny to just put California and then California is the state too. Um, all right. I think, you know, I, I liked this. It's not totally music that's for me, but that's, that doesn't, uh, I'm going to try not to let that interfere. I hated motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked Star AD. I liked Land of Sunshine. I liked, uh, we care. I liked From Out of Nowhere. It reminded me of my Madden days, just running up, uh, <laughs> putting Brian Erlacher in it, uh, trading for him at, uh, middle linebacker for the Colts and then just gunning up a sack. It was a good time. So I'm going to go with a solid, uh, uh, 4.25 out of 6. Uh, that is oh. that is my rating. Okay. I had a good time listening to it. I, I liked it more the second time listening through. So yeah, 4.25 out of 6. What do you got, Tommy? So I uh, I came in pretty similar. I came in with a 3.75. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I, I did really enjoy listening to it. I loved, yeah, as you were saying, the versatility of not only his voice, but the music is really diverse and interesting in that way. Uh, I, I, yeah, I also didn't like motherfucker, but, um, I think the 3.75, it's all like parts of different songs almost, but I, I yeah. really enjoyed listening to the playlist and a band that since I thought they were from England and since I thought two of their albums were the same album, clearly <laughs> it was in over my head, but I had a good time talking about them. Adam, what do you rate the playlist? Uh, you know what? You know, I fucked up on the motherfucker, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, I only picked it because uh, because this was last minute, and that's literally how you invited me onto yep, the podcast. Yep, yep. <laughs> Get that motherfucker on the phone. Um, <laughs> I no, I fucked up, so I'll, I'll give it five out of six. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, all right, Adam, is there anything you'd like to promote on the way out here? We got to get you out. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Ch- uh, any Chicago people? I'll be headlining the Comedy Bar uh, June fourth through sixth. Hell yes. yes, come see me. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks so, so much, much Adam. I love the podcast. You're the best. Uh, I will be in Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, June 18th, if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, June 19th, I'll be in Houston, Texas at uh, Riot Houston. So just uh, follow me on social media to find all that shit. And then I'll be opening for Melissa Villasenor at the Bell House if you're in Brooklyn on uh, May 30th. So... Get out there. That's also my brother's birthday. And this weekend, uh, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, is featured on Vice, the show Hunters. It's about wow. the Comedy Attic and him finding local talent. I'm in it. Emil Wakim's in it. A bunch of all the locals are in it. So check that out. Tommy. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, me and Luke, just uh, me and Luke Mones, uh, past guests, just announced we're doing our show Boardwalk again, this time at Union Hall, indoors, full capacity. Hell you have yeah. to be vaccinated to get in, but other than that, 
no other qualifications. Probably have to be over 21, but let's <laughs> test him out. You know, let's get some fake Tommy's selling fakes beer. outside. Um, <laughs> he has them from all. Never mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's just get out of here, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Get on the Patreon, and uh, thanks so much, Adam. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep it crispy. Bye. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.